Hi, my name is Hafsa. I will be talking about a memoir by Roxane Gay called Hunger. This memoir revolves around the story of Roxane Gay's body. She talks about a traumatic experience in her childhood and how it completely changed her body. She talks about the ups and downs of her confidence and happiness as she keeps on finding unhealthy coping mechanisms to lose weight and feel in control of herself. The passage I selected shows a glimpse of how Gay used unhealthy methods to lose weight one becoming an eating disorder. I didn't want to wait too long, so I rushed to my kitchen sink, gulped down three glasses of water, and stared up to the aluminum basin as I shoved two fingers down my throat. It took a few jabs, but soon I started gagging. My eyes watered, and then I was heaving and vomiting all of that food I had just eaten. When I was done, I turned on the water, and the disposal and all evidence of what I had done slowly disappeared. For once, I did not feel shame after eating. I felt incredible. I felt in control. I wondered why it had taken me so long to try purging. When you're fat, no one will pay attention to disordered eating, or they'll look the other way, or they'll look right through you. You get to hide in plain sight. I have hidden in plain sight, in one way or another, for most of my life. Willing myself to not do that anymore, willing myself to be seen, is difficult. memory from not too long ago that connects this passage. Here it is. The day I stepped on the scale, expecting to be elated after my weight loss, but realizing that I'm still miserable. I'd been losing weight in an unhealthy way. In July, I started starving myself. I counted the calories and everything I ate. I punished myself when I would have junk food. I thought that I was doing my body a favor, but when I was really destroying it. I checked my weight every day. The numbers kept on going down, but I just wanted to lose more. I over-exercised and convinced myself I was doing it to make myself healthy when I really just wanted my body to shrink. I went to long bike rides and told myself to push myself as much as I can. I was never skinny, so no one really noticed that I was destroying myself. People would compliment me for losing weight and that fueled my unhealthy thoughts. I didn't stop. I figured that since everyone thinks I look good losing that extra fat, I should just lose more, right? In December, I went back to starving myself and thinking of an empty stomach as victory. Then the day came, the day where I would step on the scale and lose the weight I wanted to. For so many years, I waited for the motivation to lose weight, and I did it. I had anticipated for this moment for so long, and I finally made it. I stepped on the scale. This is the least I weighed in years. But for some reason, I just wanted to lose more. I hadn't realized that I was not only destroying my body, but also my brain. I still wasn't satisfied. I hungered for more. I still felt fat. I felt no victory, no satisfaction, no happiness. I was disappointed that it took me so long to lose weight. Why did it take so long to lose such a small amount of weight? Why couldn't I have done it faster? I should have cut out more calories. I'm still fat. All these thoughts went through my head through that moment. I should have realized that losing 25 pounds is a lot and that I did so much to get myself here, but I still didn't feel like I did enough. I made plans to lose more weight standing on the scale. I thought of so many different methods I could use, hoping that maybe after all of that, I could finally be happy with myself. I got off the scale. Today is like any other day, I thought. I went downstairs and lived the life like I always do, constantly thinking about weight loss. I had destroyed myself so much to do something that I thought would make me happy, but at that moment, on the scale, I felt lifeless. My body stood there like an empty vessel. There was no rush inside of me. 
I saw my body as a work in progress. I'm still not there yet. I can actually make a couple of connections from my memory to the passage. One being the idea of disordered eating. Disordered eating is not taken seriously if you're not thin to begin with. As Roxane Gay holds in her book, sadly, that is the truth. I've been struggling with disordered eating and negative thoughts surrounding food. But since I was never skinny at the beginning, because of what society says, it's healthy for me. People look up to me if I lose more weight, I thought, and it was true. People were complimenting my body, but they didn't know I was suffering. When Gay said the line, when you're fat, no one will pay attention to disordered eating, it hit hard, and it was so true. Throughout the memoir, Gay desperately tries to lose weight in unhealthy manners, such as exercising so much that she feels sick, and in this passage, making herself throw up. Although I've never made myself throw up, I also desperately look for ways to lose weight. After I lost weight, my family told me not to lose any more. They said my body was fine, but I didn't believe them. I tried to make myself lose more weight. I did an unhealthy weight as well as keeping it hidden. I didn't think anyone noticed because I was never skinny. Another connection I can make with my memory and the passage from the memoir is the idea that you can't know what someone is going through based on their body. Many people are quick to judge and assume that disordered eating doesn't affect everyone, no matter what their body looks like, but when it really does. When you see someone's body, you might not necessarily know that what they're going through and what could they be doing to their bodies. In Hunger, Gabe mentions that her boyfriend at the time said, I'm glad you're working on the problem, 198, when she is found vomiting in the bathroom, implying that using unhealthy dieting methods can solve her issue, the issue being her weight. It's hard for anyone to notice that she was struggling, and it felt like that for me too. Many people who are struggling often look invisible, as Gabe mentions when she says, They look right through you. You get to hide in plain sight. I have hidden in plain sight, in one way or another, for most of my life. Memories are expressed in texts and memoirs in many different ways. In some texts, memoirs are written as fiction, or making it come from another character, such as the novel Rue by Kim Toy. She talks about her youth in Vietnam and Malaysia through the eyes of a young girl by the name of Nian. In other texts and memoirs, memories are also expressed in poems or in vignettes. An example of this is the novel The House on Mango Street by Sandra Cisneros. Cisneros recalls memories of her childhood in America in vignettes, even including several poems. In Hunger, memories are expressed like journal entries. Every memory feels so genuine and raw, like she didn't cut out anything or shy away from certain memories. It's not written to sound beautiful, but rather to speak the truth. I actually learned quite a bit from this memoir. As I read about her experiences, it made me realize that so many memories shape us into who we are today. No matter how big or small, they all end up coming together, even if we thought they seemed insignificant then. Everything I've done in my life has come together and created who I am today, even the memory I selected to talk about as well. From my experiences, I learned that true happiness doesn't come from weight loss or anything similar, but rather from finding peace within yourself and accepting yourself for who you are at the moment. I always thought that weight loss would bring me peace, but after this long journey, I realized that I needed to accept myself and my body for the way it is, and that weight loss shouldn't equate to happiness. That was my podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening. Bye.